0: Welcome to the weekend edition of the Daily Dad podcast, where on the weekends we do a deeper dive at how to get better at our most important job, being a parent. Sometimes in these episodes, I talk to best-selling authors and elite performers and other guests. But lately I've also been having conversations with my wife, Samantha, the co-parent of my two boys. And uh, we do it over in the Daily Stoic studio here in Bastrop, Texas. And she and I talk about things that we're working on as parents, things that we're working on as people, and how we are supporting each other, challenging each other, and uh, like I said, trying to get better at what we do. Guest or not, I hope you hear some ideas here that will help make you a better parent. I was better for having the conversation. I hope you enjoy. Hey, it's Ryan Holiday. Welcome to another weekend episode of the Daily Dad Podcast. I uh, I had a talk in Dallas last weekend, and uh, I had to get there at like eleven forty-five, so I had to leave here at like, I don't know, like eight thirty. So it meant I could help my kids get ready, drive with my wife into town, grab my car from the bookstore. I could pop into their basketball game, which was like 8 a.m. I could catch like 20 minutes of that before I headed out. So I was really glad I got to do that. I didn't have to miss the whole thing, uh, which I thought uh, was gonna be the reality of, of being away for work this weekend. But I, I get in there, I'm sitting, and um, I notice I notice the scoreboard's not on. And I asked my wife, I was like, hey, what's, what's with the scoreboard? She was like, crazy, huh? After last week's game, the whole league's not keeping score anymore. And I immediately knew what she was talking about because I'd been at that whole game and it was awful. Like, So my oldest is seven, so he plays uh, in, in a, a league for seven-year-olds. My, my youngest is four. They don't keep score in the four-year-olds at all, but they did for the older kids. But it's still basic enough like dribbling is not mandated. There It's encouraged, but not mandated. And uh, the hoop is lowered. And then each of the kids wears like a wristband and uh, on the other team, they wear a matching wristband. And so you know who to guard. Like that's the level of basketball we're dealing with, but they do keep score and the kids do score. And I a kid shot a three pointer the other day, which is pretty impressive. You know, the, the level certainly vary, and so does the height. Like my son is not great, but he's tall. Uh, other kids are short, but stocky and strong and good. It's the whole gambit of, of talent, let's say, or, or even focus. Like I, my son could be good. I just don't think he loves it that much, but anyways the other team and the other coach in the game before started to get really upset. And they're kind of jawing on the sideline. And like, you 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 can't totally tell what's always happening, but you could see the exasperation. And it turns out watching it. And I sort of go over to listen. The other coach is accusing our coach of subbing in players to get mismatches. Right. So instead of just being like, okay, you're red, you're red, you're blue, you're blue, whatever um, that he's, He's calling timeouts and subbing kids in and out to create mismatches, like our best player versus their worst player, our tall player versus their short player. Of course, it's not what he's doing at all. I mean, he's just trying to let all the kids play. There are very varied abilities. But I don't even think it, it occurred to anyone on like our side of the gym that he would... Think to do this, let alone actually be doing it, or that he we would want him to do it, right? Um but they start to get upset and they're complaining and like jawing to the ref. And then people uh uh people in the in the crowd are complaining and they're accusing him of cheating. It just gets like like you can just feel the energy just shift. It gets like nasty so fast. Uh anyways i uh, the game goes on for a while. Like I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I'm really not liking it. Like I, I'm just sensitive to the shitty energy of it, which is not what you get up at eight thirty in the morning to take your kid to a basketball game where they're not even dribbling yet to experience. Like the whole point is it's supposed to be enjoyable and nice and fun, and they're supposed to learn things and develop confidence and and interests. So it was just gross. I hated it. And then so like I try to I try to leave the gym like as soon as as soon as the game is done, like I'm I step out, um and I just want to get some like fresh air. And the, as I'm leaving, like one of the kids on the other team. Who had I think they had lost right like the game I don't know it was like set about like two points it was like fifteen to fifteen for like a forty minute game again this should give you an insight into how the game is going anyways this kid like just bolts past me out the door throws himself down on the ground against one of the walls in the hallway I'm the only one there and he's just bawling his eyes out and it's because he's devastated at losing and and as I'm walking out I'm like dude you did so good you are awesome you did great. My wife was behind me she said the same thing and of course this was the kid of one of the parents who was stirring all this up right causing uh generating this stress creating this conflict creating stakes when there weren't no stakes and so as a result this is uh, the reason we are now not keeping score in any of the games For the best i guess i mean it would be wonderful if you could keep score so kids could just know how they're doing but not relative to anyone or anything else not to be devastated by losing um but it's like this is why we can't have nice things right and it made me think there's this great book i've had rich on the podcast before he wrote this great book called peewees which i'll I'll link to as we carry it at the painted porch but he has the his kid played really competitive hockey he was older but really good at hockey and uh you know rich is really into hockey also he's coached hockey before he found like he felt like his son wasn't getting maybe enough playing time or was always getting the short end of the playing time stick maybe for unfair reasons anyways he goes up to the coach and he's sort of like hey like what you know he's complaining about it and the coach just sort of stops him and he says um hey is your son having fun and he goes yeah of course and the coach just looks at him and goes so why do you care? And I, I, it was such a great sort of record scratch, stop everything way of looking at it that's informed my attitude towards youth sports. Um, are your kids having fun? Yes or no? Basically nothing else matters after that, right? And it's so easy to lose sight of that. I mean, when they play baseball, like there's all these signs. It's like these insane rules that, are so basic like these are children don't yell at them you know but but apparently some parents need to be reminded of this and and it's just the opposite of what my philosophy is what I think we're trying to talk about here in daily dad like the best moments I've heard about in kids sports are like the Jim Volvano story we've told a million times here where the dad says like I'm packing my bags I'm going to support you when you win a championship he's not saying you suck because you lost this week or you're not working hard enough Um, We tell a story about a professional basketball player and his son in the Daily Dad book about how basically his dad made him hate the game of basketball, even though he was really, really good at it. And it's so strained, even though this kid ultimately does go pro, I'd argue like his dad yelling at him had so little to do with it and probably got closer to preventing those dreams from happening. Um, because the kid would have burned out. The kid would have not wanted to do it anymore. The kid would have not tried as hard. There would have been a a way for the the kid to sort of stick it to his dad or defy his dad because he knew that it was more important to his dad than his own health and happiness. There's another amazing book, uh, which I love, called What Makes Maddie Run, uh, about this tragic case of this amazing cross-country athlete who commits suicide in a gruesome, tragic way, it's written by Kate Fagan who i've also interviewed and and you just see the strain and the tension and the pressure on kids not just from parents but from social media from coaches from school and you don't you don't want to put your kid through that especially when they're not even old enough to figure dribbling out so i i hated experiencing this but i also liked the corrective measure i liked seeing the the league go hey we're not going to do that that's not how this is going to be um, and you know, I thought my kid's coach handled it really well. Um, and it's just a reminder. Sometimes you see in other parents, uh, you don't like seeing the behavior, but that's the point. It reminds you of what you don't want to be of what you can't do of the standards. You got to hold yourself to like, I've never seen someone yelling at their kids, uh, getting upset with their kids and gone, uh, I need to do more of that. Right. And so it's a reminder that you're not that different than them. You're not better than them. You're not superior to them. But they are providing a mirror or an alternative version of what you could be and what you almost certainly do not want to be. And I saw that there at this game, and it was just a reminder of these two lessons and these two ideas. If you haven't read Pee Wee's and you have kids who are playing sports, particularly competitive sports, absolutely read uh, Rich Cohen's book. And then if you've got an older kid who's a great athlete who's, who's playing at the elite level in high school or college, definitely definitely read uh, Kate Fagan's What Made Maddie Run. And I've given it to so many different college coaches that I know, because I think it's a really important book and certainly a cautionary tale and a a preventative thing that I think all parents with kids in that position should read. But the real thing is we shouldn't be putting kids in this position and it's what I'm I'm trying not to do and I hope you do and think the same. That's today's episode, I Gotta Run. Actually, I'm going to try to squeeze a workout in before I go to a little writers group I'm in tonight, but in the meantime, I just wanted to riff on that. I appreciate everyone listening. It means a lot. Daily Dad's like my favorite thing to do, and uh, I wish this podcast was bigger, but I'm, I'm happy to have you listening and uh, give me a chance to, uh, to riff on this stuff. Talk to y'all soon. In the morning when I make breakfast for my kids, I put a fruit on their plate, the protein on their plate, the crunchy stuff on their plate. And then what do I put on there also? I put a high, a super powered chewable children's vitamin. It's pediatrician approved. They like it. And it fills common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. The sad reality is a lot of kids' vitamins are filled with sugar and unhealthy chemicals and other gummy junk that your kids shouldn't eat, especially under the guise of something that's supposed to be healthy. Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk. Haya tastes great and it's perfect for picky eaters. It's designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. They they come in the packets each month. You put it in this cool glass bottle. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Daily Dad. It's not available. On the regular website. So you have to go to H I Y A H E A L T H dot com slash daily dad, com slash daily dad, and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hey, you're listening to the Daily Dad podcast, one meditation a day inspired to help you do your most important job which is be a great father. These are meditations inspired by ancient wisdom, psychological research, and just great strategies from normal dads